This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guests today are staying at home, staying as safe as humanly possible. It's UTK and Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Nah, 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 nah. We're getting bucket buckets. Nice. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm happy to be here with the host of the show, Billy Scafuri, and his... That's right. <laughs> it's great to be hosting another episode of my podcast, Buckets. Um... There was no sort of technical glitches signing into this today, which is always nice. A very smooth way to sign it's in. It's always easy when it's remote recording, three people talking at the same time. And trying to sign in for 14 hours to get this podcast into audio files. So. That's right. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, it all worked out. Yep. Uh, all right. I had an idea today since there's, again, no basketball, but there's still old, old school basketball in the brain. UTK, are you watching these old games on NBA TV and ESPN and the such? I don't need to. Damn, <laughs> photographic memory, UTK. I, uh, I've, I've, I've skimmed through them and seen what's playing, and I've been like, I remember that one too well. Right. So, <laughs> what you got? <laughs> UTK, right. UTK doesn't know what we're doing on this episode today, neither do I, but I do know that Dan Marley will somehow end up on UTK's team. <laughs> you, I don't know why You now. know it. <laughs> All right, UTK. You know it. You don't know what the idea is, so let me explain it to you, and you're going to act as the audience, hopefully understanding it as I speak it. Okay. The idea is to do a fantasy team. So we're each going to draft a fantasy team, but not this year's uh, NBA. We're going to be talking about a year in the past, and to determine what year that is, I need you right now to just choose a number between 1 and 10. Six. Wow. So we are going to be drafting from the uh, 2010 NBA a fantasy team, two guards, two forwards, one center, and then I will tabulate how everybody did by adding up their points, assists, and rebounds that year, the 2009-2010 NBA. We have to remember who was in the league then, where they were then, (laughs) uh, how they performed then. It's worth noting, UTK, that your number six is relevant because Amir had created this where he was going to add whatever number, zero to ten, you picked to the year 2004. Yes, I did. So that's why we are now in 2010. (laughs) I didn't want to do it too early. I didn't want to do it too recent. So 2010. UTK, since you're the ultimate guest here and I sprung this entire thing on you for your number one pick in the 2009-2010 NBA fantasy draft, who do you select? I mean, it's a no-brainer, guys. Mm. Second best player of all time, maybe? Third? Mm. Mr. LBJ, the king, LeBron James? Goddamn. Wow. That's a good pick. It's a no-brainer. All right. That's your forward. We're going to put him as a forward. Yeah, you should. I'd be curious if LeBron James had better numbers in 2009-2010 than he did in 2020. The crazy thing is that for a decade, he's 25-7-7, guaranteed. 10 years. <laughs> right. He's he's a year younger yeah. than I am. Yeah, this year he had more assists and less rebounds. Jesus. <laughs> you know he led the league in assists this year? Yeah. He just fucked around and became Bron Stockton like, yeah. like that. That's my here's a question for you guys. Do you think that LeBron James could be the best at any position in basketball? Yeah. Probably. He could be the best power forward, best center, best point guard. Probably not shooting guard. I don't see a position in which he couldn't be the best. He would not be a great three-point threat. Like you can't put him in a corner like Ray Allen or Kyle Korver, and be like, I want you to take and make the most threes in the league. He wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. If that was his one job to run to the corners and hit threes, you don't think he could do it at 40%? Not a chance. I think he could do it at 75%. (laughs) If he just focused on that, I think he would make three out of four. I think he did shoot 40% one year. Not with with a highly stylized, like, half fadeaway three-point shot. Why does he fade away? (laughs) It's easy. He's... 
he's so strong that it's easy for him to move back a little bit while he shoots. He's fair point. Let's uh, move on to the second pick. Billy, you can have it. Um, I'll take your boy, Kobe Bryant. Bad choice. Nice pick. If nothing else, it's just like, if we're playing a game right now, this is a fantasy game, and the point of fantasy is to just stack points. Um, no one was a bigger ball hog and a bigger stack points guy than Kobe Bryant. Okay. So I'll take him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny that we don't remember who was injured uh, <gasps> mm. this specific year. So one of our guys could have like missed 60 games and we just don't know. That's a Yeah, that, I'm realizing as a person, who, all three of us are huge diehard NBA fans, but I'm realizing this is probably what I know the least about, which is just like granular NBA history. Like this year versus that year. Like you could tell me that, you know, John Stockton was in the league in 2009 and I'd believe you. Like I just don't know when things started and stopped. Yeah. I do. You do, UTK. <laughs> that is kind of where you're good. <laughs> I I literally... That's why we wanted to have you. That's how I go to bed at night. I do these sporkle quizzes. I think Amir and I have already talked no about way. this. <laughs> no, there's head. a website called sporkle, S-P-O-R-C-L-E.com. Last night, I literally was just trying to name all 200 of the top 15-point-per-game scores of the 2010s. <laughs> I didn't get all of them. That sounds fun. I got about 87%. That sounds fun. So you're, you were accidentally preparing for this podcast that you didn't know about. Nope. Just trying to get to bed at a normal hour. <laughs> just trying uh, to sleep. I'm trying to think about uh, who the number one center would be for this draft. And Oh, uh, come on. It's a no-brainer. Just pick him. Because <laughs> I think all the, all the guys I'm thinking about were like peaking in 2007, 2008. Uh, big men. Dude, just take um, Matumbo. Just take him. <laughs> Take more time. Just don't overthink it. I will go against my Laker fandom and pick Kevin Garnett with the third pick. Wow. He was a power forward, right? Mm-hmm. Are we doing snake draft? E- yeah, snake draft. So now I'm trying to think, who did the Lakers beat in the Western Conference Finals? Who, was, who else was great? I think I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Carmelo Anthony for my other four. Wow. That's a great pick. That is a great 2009-2010 pick. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that was his, like, that's when they got to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers, wasn't it? Yep, with Chauncey Billups. That was the AI for Chauncey trade. Yeah, that was a weird trade. Wait, it, was it? No, no, no. 2009-2010 was the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, that was the Artest buzzer beater? Exactly, when he got the rebound and he flipped it in. The year before was Mello. I hope to God Mello was still getting bucket buckets. He was getting major buckets, but your number one center, Dwight Howard. Well, you're <laughs> don't give it to me. <laughs> oh, I thought it was my pick. I thought it was my pick. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Billy, you could take it. I see, I got hella bullets in the chamber. Let's hmm. go. I'm trying to think of who was the center for the Orlando Magic that year. Um, <laughs> trying to, I know they had a good center. Uh, <laughs> um, no, there's so much talent on the board right now. Um, who did I take? I took Kobe with my first pick. Coming back around. Um, yeah, you took a guard. I don't even know. Was Shaq, was this a Shaq Lakers year? Um, should I go steady? You know what? I'll take a risk. This doesn't feel smart. But what about Amari Stoudemire? Was this peak Amari around here? Uh, I don't know. I feel I like... Th- wait, is Amari your pick? Yeah, Amari would be my pick. Was that one of these, like, um, Suns years where it was, like, him and Nash just kind of, like, going I ham? I think that was a little earlier, but he UTK mi- could know. Yeah. 
He may not have played the whole year. Oh, I, I know he was there in the playoffs. The next year he goes to the Knicks. Mm. So this is sort of the last hurrah for that Suns team before Amari signs the big contract with the Knicks. So I think he did have a big year, but I don't know how many games he played. Good man. UTK is actually pretty well equipped for this draft. This is like this is where UTK can really flex <laughs> as the fantasy story. Yeah. I'm gonna take um I, I will I'll leave out of embarrassment Dwight on the board. But I will, I will take Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Well, you have two picks, so you might be able to. Then take I'll both. take Dwight and Steve. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to destroy us. No, <laughs> yeah, no. This, he is. He's ready. He's he's, he's good at this. <laughs> TK is already tabulating the points, assists, and rebounds. In his yeah, brain. I'm like doing it. You know how much <laughs> I love the fantasy stuff. I can't. It's my pick. I'm trying to remember. Is this like when Shaq went to Cleveland? Like, is it starting to get ugly for Shaq? Where Where was Shaq in 2010? Shaq was I, on the Cavs, I think. Because he, he would be like, this was when he was starting to trend towards like, um, I'm not really going to play the regular season, but when the playoffs come, I'm just going to dominate for like 18 games and go to sleep. So is that a risk? Is that a risk? It feels like a risk. Um, has anyone taken D-Wade? Nope. I'll take D-Wade. Put some points in the pocket. So you have Kobe and D-Wade and Amari. Yeah. it's pretty good. That is a very good pick, Billy. Thanks, bud. I believe, I think Dwayne Wade was 2010 scoring champion. Yes. Needed that. Oh. Great. You just put wind in my sails, bud. Thank you. Right. I'm trying to think. Who led the NBA in assists in 2010? Mm. Feels like Nash. Yeah, that's correct. That's probably right. You already took him. No. No, UTK. UTK has him. Oh, I'll take Chris Paul. There you go. Great pick. Mm. Is this New Orleans, Chris Paul? Yeah, I think so. Like throwing it up to Tyson Chandler, Chris Paul? This is pre-Lob City, right, UTK? I think so, yeah. This is the year they took the Lakers to four, <clears throat> to like five or six games, I think, in the first or second round this year. And then I think the next year, yeah, and Chris, Paul Chris Paul gets traded in 2011. That's right. To the Clips? To the Clippers, yeah. I need a center or another point guard so I can just think later on a center. Um, I'll take Jason Kidd. Mm. Good pick. Uh, he was floating around there for me. Good pick. A lot of assists and rebounds. Is it back to me? Uh, yeah, back to Billy. What? I think I'm going to take, unless he's already been taken, the greatest po- uh, power forward of all time. Do you guys know who that is? Oh, right. Tim Duncan. I'll, I'll take San Antonio <laughs> Spurs' Tim Duncan. I did not think about him once since we started like, recording. In retrospect, I can't really remember what Tim Duncan's averages looked like. What would what would be like a 2010 Tim Duncan game? 2011, whatever. Was he 20 and 10? He was probably like 17 and 10 at that point. Wasn't he peaking now? Or he's he's on the downslope at this point? No, he's for sure on the downslope. He went and got into the league in 96, 97. No, no. Yeah, he's entering his 13th or 14th season. In 2010. <laughs> <laughs> when did he retire? Just like two years ago. He's right? on one leg. Yeah, he retired like six months ago. What? <laughs> Shit, I'm toast. All right, well, it was a good run, boys. <laughs> I like Tim Duncan. That's me a too. Lot of That's a great pick. Okay, appreciate that. Is it, Thanks, boys. Is, it, is, is it me? Yeah, it's back to UTK for two more picks. You need one forward. No, wait. Wait, you need I one picked. One forward and one guard. I picked twice last time. Yeah, Snake so you have two picks now. Oh, okay. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a Dirk Nowitzki, mm. and then I think you're gonna win with just these four. And then, 
but we'll give you a fifth. Do I need a guard? You do. That's your last position. Uh, I'm going to go with my buddy. Was, is Kevin Durant a guard? I don't think so. I think he's a three. But great pick for Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy, you should for sure pick Kevin Durant. Um, I know. Billy and I just need centers. Mari's not a center. Fuck. Oh, that's a good question. I need a guard. Give me a second here. I'm just wasn't Duncan a center at for a while. Does he does he not have a no? P- he's PS listed as power team? forward because that Tiago Splitter was the center. Amari was the center on the Knicks, but I don't know if he was on the Knicks this year. No, he was on the Suns. He wasn't the center. Shit. I don't know who the center was for the Suns though. I'm getting derailed. Hold on. Let me think for a second. I think I'm going to go with my boy Iso Joe, Joe Johnson. Whoa. Wow. He put up bucket buckets. For your guard. Yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, looking it up, Amari was not as a power forward for the Suns, but good news for you, Billy. He played all 82 games. Oh, good lucky start. Billy. Good, good job, Billy. Good start. Good start. So I'm looking at centers, right? <laughs> You should have taken Dwight Howard when UTK accidentally drafted him. Yeah, there was some sort of like, that That would have been like bad business. I can't do that to my boy UTK. Um, <laughs> I would have been happy with it. You need a Nick on the board, bro. You need a New York Knickerbocker. A New York Nick in 2009. So let me try and think. Um, Your center in 2009 was, I think, David Lee. Crap. Can't do that, <laughs> man. Cannot do that. Even though he was like an all-star. Yeah. Um, he brought the ruckus, man. So like... It's mental to me that Shaq is still on the board, but he's like soup. Has Nazi Muhammad been drafted? Nazi was, yeah, he was taken in the second, right after Walter McCarty. Wait, I think there's a major player that we left on the board. I don't think any of us took Derrick Rose. Hmm. <laughs> you did. We didn't. We didn't take peak D Rose. You guys can't because you are both centers. Did he play center on the Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this MVP, Derrick Rose? I think we left an MVP season <laughs> on the table. And I, instead, I took Joe Johnson, which is uh, <laughs> is what it is. Like, is Pau, Ga- Pau Gasol, was he on that Lakers team? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah but he, he was a yeah. forward. Forward. Oh, really? Did you guys have it? So Shaq, was Shaq on that team too? No, the center is who I'm going to take, so I don't want to tell you who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but who are you going to take, Amir? Just tell me anyway. Oh, basically, I was going to take the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, was Alonzo Mourning still here 10 years ago? <laughs> UTK. Ooh, you're saving my life with this video call, shaking your head left to right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think who would be good for you. Nazi Muhammad. <laughs> Nazi Muhammad. The Bobcats. Are the Bobcats even still a team? Nope. They're back to being the Hornets. Billy, your spirit animal, Andrea Bargnani. Mm, the number one pick, the consensus. <laughs> My spirit animal. <laughs> um, all right. Shaq? Who the fuck was Shaq playing for this year? Was Shaq? Shaq was on the Cavs, averaging oh, was, like a ugly. 10 and 6. Ugly. Fuck. I'm not even trying to stall. I can't think of another NBA center. Before we got on this call, I told Amir, I was like, it's 9.45 in the morning. I can't name a center. I don't know what you want from you got me. I can't name a center. Ben, ben like, Wallace, but he's kind of washed. Well, oh, oh, what about uh, the guy that I was going to take? Who? Uh, Chris Paul's partner that you were Tyson talking Chandler? about. Tyson Chandler? I mean, Ben Wallace could be a beast, but he wasn't scoring any points, right? Like, he was just going to give you, like, 8 and 14 rebounds, kind of. Was he putting up points he, like that? Yeah. 
I think he's pretty washed at this stage too. I'm trying to right. think like the NBA really wasn't center putting out right? centers, right? Except for the you know Dwight Howard who I picked. Um, <laughs> right. I wish I had Dwight Howard like you picked. Um, Shaq was on Cleveland. I really just want to see Kendrick Shaq Perkins. On my I just want to see Shaq on my roster. Is that too much to ask? Um, you had. I, mean, um, you can I think have Shaq. you know. You know. You might be pick. Um, I don't know if he was a center, Amir, but Al Horford. Yeah, so this, these are the dregs. Mm. This feels like the dregs. No, no. Horford, I think this is an all-star year for Horford. All right, I'm taking way too much time with my pick. Um, so I will uh, focus. You definitely. Uh, Miami was Joel Anthony. You don't want him. Joel Anthony, right. What a name. He's famous, he's famous for playing the most minutes in a game without recording a single stat. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Just minutes? Yeah. Just minutes. It doesn't have a single stat. Pure minutes? Love that. Um, all right. I'm not doing any help, so I'm sorry. I'm going to say it, even though I know this is uh, the poison pill. I'm going to take Shaquille O'Neal. All right. Shaq is yours. I'm sorry to disappoint you, UTK. You know better. but It's okay. I just needed it on my roster. I want Shaq to have had a great 2009-2010 season. Maybe but, it'll be different. Yeah. I just don't remember. Billy, I feel like your, te- your team would dominate the 2007 draft. If we did that. See, I don't know. That's my, and that's my inherent problem. I don't know the difference between 2007 and 2010 at all. Like, at <laughs> right. all. I couldn't tell you a different thing that happened. Uh, I will take the Lakers center. Andrew Bynum. Remember him? Oh. Good pick. Interesting. Oh, we also had, yeah. It'd be interesting to, when we recap these picks to see who the available centers actually were this year. Yeah, I'll do some research. Let's take a break. I'll do some research. See how we did. I assume UTK destroyed us. And then we'll see. Do you guys think the best five players left on the board would be the best team still in this draft? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Does the field have us beat? I think with LeBron and Kobe Mm. and Carmelo on our side, I think we're good. I think we left Chris Bosh on the table. We left Paul Pierce. We left... um, who else did we leave? Karan Butler, Anton Jameson, Kevin Martin. I don't miss any of these oh, players. Wow. I don't miss any of these players. <laughs> we left Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. We left a lot of people. Yeah, why didn't we take any of those? Th- th- why didn't we take any of the um, Thunder? Were they just too young? I don't know. Why did we leave so many awesome basketball players on the bench? Harden wasn't, hadn't come into his own. Westbrook was okay. Durant was the only one. But his um, shooting percentages for fantasy weren't that great. I think Durant would have been the best. Durant and D-Rose are the ones we left. We, Elton Brand, Andre Iguodala. He might have been a fantasy stud. Chris Kamen. <gasps> oh, that was our center. <laughs> Damn. Handsome guy. <laughs> Wasn't he an all-star? Brad. McGlure, Jamal McGlure. Oh, oh. oh hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> Brad Miller. I was going to say Brad Miller, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. I'll crunch some numbers. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
All right, we're back. I crunched some numbers, got to the nitty gritty. I was able to quantify exactly how well UTK did and how poorly I did during this draft. And Billy, you were just right there in the middle. Where I belong. Uh, which is actually pretty good considering you drafted Shaq. The fact that I finished thousands of points behind you <laughs> and you took Shaq knowing full well he didn't play well is not a good sign for me. Yeah, I listened to the first half and I spent about five minutes saying why I shouldn't take Shaq. And then at the end I was like, and so I'll take Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with my team. So Can we, real quick, Amir, just for listeners, how are we quantifying or tabulating points? What, how, how is, what makes a winner? That's a great, that's a great recap. Okay. So we're looking at, we each have five players. I'm adding their points, rebounds, and assists. Usually a pretty good season is 2,500 and above just for those three stats. Okay, cool. Okay. So KG, CP3, Jason Kidd, and Bynum did not crack 2,000 for me. So four out of five, way below average. Mm. Yeah. It didn't help that CP3 missed half the season. Ooh. Yeah, didn't know that. Did uh, so KG didn't have a very good 2009, 2010 between injuries and starting to slow down. He he was in his prime two or three years before that. Yep, like Shaq. Yeah, Jason Kidd also on the decline. Bynum didn't have a great year. I guess he was an All Star a season or two later. My one stud was Carmelo Anthony, who had nearly 2,000 points, 450 rebounds, 222 assists. He was in the 2,600 tier, which is like where you wanted most of your players to be. Right. Billy, on the other hand, had a few of those studs. He had uh, D. Wade, who nearly cracked 3,000. We're talking about 2,500 being good. Amare, who had 2,700, didn't miss a game. Kobe had 2,700. Tim Duncan had a pretty good season, 2,400 of those. And then the Shaq. Good draft. Let's stop it right there. Let's stop it right there. I mean, let's just say you lose one of, you lose the lowest score. I will say the most impressive, the most impressive part is when you were like, how was Tim Duncan then? And UTK was like, 2009, 2010, around 17 points and 10 rebounds. And then when I looked at the numbers, he was indeed 17.9 points and 10 rebounds per game. He nailed it. I should have rounded up. It's my bad, guys. 18 and 10. Meanwhile, so close. He did it. Um, he did it. He did it uh, in another time too. When Shaq, when we were talking about Shaq, and I, he was trying to talk me off the ledge, like everyone was basically saying, "Just don't say Shaq, man. Just don't say Shaq." And I was like, what did he average? And UTK quietly was like, like 10 and five and a half. And I'm pretty sure that was like within a percentage point of being exactly right. I, uh, and he was indeed on the Cavs. He was indeed on the Cavs that year. A ring for the king. That was the year Shaq was like, get a ring for the king. And it just did not work out. Uh, Couldn't do so just it. Just to put everything in perspective, my team total was less than 10,000. Um, Billy's team total was around 12,000. And then there was UTK's team. Let's go, baby. Mm. Which nearly hit 14,000, led by LeBron James. I said 2,500 total is pretty good. LeBron nearly hit 3,500 that year. Yep. I mean, LeBron right there. I could have had LeBron in some scrubs and been pretty good. <laughs> you- was LeBron, did LeBron uh, approximately score more than anyone else that year yeah. in this in this draft? In this- was he the highest scoring player? Yeah, highest scoring player. Was he? Because, oh, in this draft, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, within these rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second highest scoring player was D. Wade, actually. And then third highest, if you can believe it, UTK also had Dirk. Yep. Mm. So UTK went LeBron, Nash, Dwight, and Dirk. Dirk actually outscored Dwight and Nash, but Dwight and Nash also did great. Yeah. Also, 
when I was re-listening to the first half of the pod, I, ma- I realized, wait a minute, the Lakers also wanted Nash and Dwight the following year and got them, but maybe a little bit too late. Right. Weird. Nash was done. Yeah, his back broke down. I think he broke his leg in preseason or something, or in like the sixth game. Yeah, he broke his, he like broke, chipped a bone in his leg. And then it just turned out Dwight was a jabroni. And then, <laughs> and then UTK with his last pick went ISO Joe, which was a little out of left field, but still had a better year than Jason Kidd, Andrew Bynum, KG, CP3. So even his worst pick, uh, Joe Johnson did pretty damn good for himself. Yeah. How many points was Joe? Joe uh, had 2,300 total between those three stats. I remember when UTK picked him, he was like, you could hear in his voice that he was like a little disappointed, resigned to the fact that he was picking Joe Johnson. And when I was doing our cursory math before this second half of the podcast, I was like, all right, UTK has great first four players, but he was disappointed with Joe Johnson. So maybe that's me and Amir saving grace. Maybe Joe Johnson just flamed out this year. No, he averaged like 22 and (laughs) 8 or something like that over 78. Uh, It's like poor UTK. It's a bummer. So UTK, it's a major bummer. UTK killed us, absolutely destroyed it. He, his team had 4,000, 5,000 more points, assists, rebounds than my team. Uh, the most interesting thing that came up was when I looked at the best of the rest. There were some awesome names that we totally forgot about. Kevin Durant being number one. So Kevin Durant nearly played as good as LeBron. Nobody drafted him. Nope. A- averaged 30 points per game and played 80 games. This... I In the first half, I said, I have no recollection of what happens when. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened in 2002 versus 2010. This could have been Shaq's rookie year in 2009. So I'd, I'm, I'm letting myself off the hook, not knowing that Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant this year. Yeah, He, he led the league in scoring that year, I realized. That's correct. And we completely whiffed on him. That's correct. <laughs> Which I blame myself, but I also blame you, UTK. You should have known better. It's true. I took Amir needed Amir Amir needed Jason Kidd. It's like sometimes you just need Jason, like a fifteenth year Jason Kidd on your team. So I looked oh at KG gosh. and I looked at KD and I'm like, you know what? Bummer. I got to take KG. I was off by seventeen hundred points. <laughs> uh, the number one center. The number one center. This was a great stat that I found. Number one center in this. This stumped in me. In this style. Uh, wasn't Dwight Howard. Brooke Lopez. Close. It wasn't Dwight Howard. It was someone Billy joked about taking, and UTK urged Billy to take. Hmm. Hmm. This guy was 20 and 10 and only missed one game. He was an all-star this year. Holy shit. I was joking about taking this awesome basketball player, and I didn't? That sounds about, that sounds about right. UTK, you know what I'm talking about? Yao Ming? David Lee. No. Yeah. I told you! <laughs> I God told you to take it. David Lee, New York Knicks. I wasn't even joking. Yes, UTK. That's all UTK saying, take him, and me being like, I can't take David Lee when Shaq is on the board. Yeah. He David. was so good. That was the year that he had the um, buzzer-beating tip-in. Do you remember that game, Billy? I don't remember who it yeah, was against. Course. The alley yeah. tip-in. He was, he was like New York. The Knicks were proud of David Lee for a couple years. He was like, if nothing else, he was he was getting us like 24 and 10. Like and, like a surprising he, 24 and, and 10. And he didn't miss 10, any yeah. games. He didn't miss any games. So he, he, was, he killed it that year. He was an all-star? He was an all-star that year, I believe. Yep, he was a stud. Oh, David Lee. I, I repped for you, David. I know you're listening, bro. I hope you're, <laughs> hope you're enjoying retirement. I got your back, buddy. Uh, Would David Lee thrive in today's NBA? With, like, the small center, the small athletic center? I think he played in today's NBA and didn't thrive. Draymond outplayed him <laughs> away from the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, he, he... He was the number one scoring <laughs> fantasy center in 2009. That was crazy. 
that was the big thing is that David Lee was the highest paid player on that Warriors team that won their first championship, but he never he didn't play for them. I think his like big thing was maybe game five, game six in the finals. He scored like not eleven points or right. something. He was like asked to do something, right? Yeah, Draymond slowly phased him out yep. in the small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, another name that had twenty, uh, nearly twenty eight hundred of these fantasy points that year that we didn't talk about at all. Clue, give us clues. Power forward from a team we didn't really consider. Uh, he just retired last year. Not Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson, like, but a lefty Al Jefferson. Oh, Zach Randolph. Zebo. Had an absolute wow. stud of a season. He had 1,600 points and 1,000 rebounds. Wow. Would, yeah. Yep, did not even cross my mind. Well done, UTK. Thank you. He outscored Amari that year, KG, uh, a bunch of other, Tim Duncan. Was that post Knicks or pre Knicks, Zach Randolph? Pre, that's, I mean, that's uh, post, right? That's post Knicks, Memphis Grizzlies, Zach Randolph. Yeah, that's grit and grind. I think they might have even gone to, no, no. I was going to say Western Conference Finals, but that's not true. Number two in the NBA at rebounding that year. Wow. He kind of had that Jawan Howard third act of his career where it was like, he's still in the NBA? It's like, is he an assistant coach now? <laughs> like, he's on the bench. <laughs> but now he's getting rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Zach Randolph. He was such a good bully. Such a, like, prison ball. Scared. Scary guy, for sure. So those were the three big studs that we missed. And those three guys, still not enough to beat UTK's team, but would have been great. Destroyed me and Billy's team. Uh, some other great names. Derek Rose played pretty well. Monte Ellis played pretty well. Monte Ellis, 25 and a half points, right? Uh, Mon- or, yeah. yeah, he had a great year that year. There was definitely a time where the Warriors had to make a decision who they were going with, Steph Curry or Monte Ellis. And what a what a like demarcation of time in NBA history. <laughs> yeah. Like, you made the right choice. Jury's still out. Yeah, I think they, tr- they traded him for Andrew Bogut, I think. That's right. That was a good trade for the Warriors. Oh, Monte. Andrew Bogut, Andrew Bogut walked so that Steven Adams could run. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and also, then, w- we forgot Roy Hibbert, Paul G- or Danny Granger, maybe? Granger was up there in the top 30, but... Nice. One of the best players that was on uh, two teams this year started the season as a Warrior and ended it as a Bobcat or Hornet. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Billy, do you know? Say it. Is it Jason Richardson? <laughs> yeah. No. What? Corey Maggette? Captain Jack. Steven Jackson. Oh. Because Jason Richardson played for the Bobcats too. So that, yeah. Definitely. Those two teams. That year he averaged 25 and 4 for wow. those two teams. Gerald Wallace also. Amir, I think that's... I think that's the video file you use to promote this. When me and UTK both got that wrong, we both gave you great face. <laughs> great shocked face. What? Oh, not Jason Richardson. It's the most shocked someone's heard Steven Jackson's name on video. <laughs> S. Jax. Now no. he's an ESPN commentator, right? Is he doing it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's very. Oh, he's a podcaster, All the Smoke podcast. With Matt Barnes. It's a great podcast. Yeah. Um,. Captain Jack, man. That was a good team. That was Larry Brown coached that Bobcats team. I guess they put up great stats for a terrible team. Yeah. Uh, some other great stats that I found. Um, Dwight Howard, Carlos Boozer, Brooke Lopez, David Lee, and Amari Stoudemire combined for one made three-pointer that year. Jeez. Oh, really? Did David Lee hit it? No. 
David Lee was 0 for 8. Uh, Stoudemire hit the only three of those guys. Brooke Lopez that year was 0 for 2 from 3. <laughs> Imagine wow. telling Brooke Lopez 10 years later would be like a 40% high-volume three-point shooter that he was 0 for 8 for the season. That's the biggest indicator. He is, I think, the the poster boy for how the NBA has changed, right? It's a complete transformation in a player. It's it's an it's insane. I mean, Billy was doing it in pickup before anybody. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> it's because we play with dudes who are five foot five, so I'm a center. <laughs> Billy's been bombing from deep. That flat footed set jump shot. No, it's a trip though. I mean, like. Why is Robin Lopez? Is it because he's such a great shooter, or is it just scheming? You're, you're talking about Brooke. Yeah, Brooke Lopez. Excuse me. Like, is it? Did he become a great shooter? Like Larry Johnson became a jump shooter because he blew out his body, and that's all he had left. But like, it just seems like they're like, we want to use you as a three point shooter center. Why? Yeah, maybe he was always good, but they just didn't know because you know when you're seven foot tall in 2009, you're told to play in the post. Right. But is he so good at shooting threes that that's what he should be doing? Because like he's seven feet tall. For Milwaukee, he should definitely be shooting. Hundred percent. He can't. He can't be in in Giannis's grill piece. That's right. It's all about spacing. It's kind of fun that we chose this year kind of randomly, but it's been an exact decade ago. It's kind of an interesting glance into how much the NBA has changed the last ten years specifically. Good job, UTK, picking the number six. <laughs> you are very, very welcome. Uh, all right. Some other great stats that I found just to end the show. It's some great. News and notes about uh, the 2009-2010 season. Uh, leader in three-point field goals made. Somebody we haven't talked about yet. Not Paul Pierce. Hmm. Aaron Brooks. What? Houston Rockets or Kings? Houston Rockets' Aaron Brooks made 209 threes that season. Led the league. Wow. So this is before the three-point revolution. Must be. Where it was... Yeah, I mean, what an indicator. Yeah. Uh, Three-point field goal percentage. Corver hit 53% of his threes. I believe that. Wow. For who? Is he playing for the Hawks? He was playing for the Jazz that year. Jazz. Okay. So that's even before the Corver renaissance. Yeah. And then this is the greatest stat. Averaging 41 and a half minutes per game was our boy Monte Ellis. Imagine averaging that many minutes per game now. Jesus. Yeah. I wonder what that number was. Who was it? Aaron Brooks who led the league in threes? Yeah. I wonder what the how, where that number would rank on last year's list of three pointers made. I can tell you, he hit two hundred and nine that year. Where would you guess two hundred nine ranks? I would guess it's like twelfth, nah, eighth, somewhere between eight and twelve. Uh, I would think between fifteen and twenty. Really, twenty more men have hit two hundred nine threes <laughs> than Aaron Brooks did in two thousand and nine. We're asking Amir to do some deep digging. I got it. I'm already there. Good man. He's here. 12 players hit more than 209. Oh, Billy. Good job. Stock it. Uh, James, Stock James it. Harden hit 378. Wow. Jesus. Straight up doubled him. 209 was Bradley Beal. Jesus. UTK's boy. <laughs> oh, that's my guy. Oh, boy. Poor man. Just on an island with no fire, running out of coconuts. He's done. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting real dark over here in D.C., uh, so what do you guys think can we do this again like what what year do we dare do this with like it's something in the 90s do we do it with something more recent like 2015 bro i think you we should go into the wayback machine i think we should do a little bit i think 90s is our heyday right yeah that'll be really interesting who did well in like 1999 i might do better if we draft something like mascots <laughs> <laughs> Like, give me Benny the Bull and the Charlotte Hornets mascot with the one-two. Hugo? 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 99 would be fun. Yeah. Because it's West- the lock. That's the. That's the lockout. lockout season. Where does Wesley Person go in a 1999 draft? Give me Stackhouse with the number one. <laughs> <laughs> UTK saying don't take Stackhouse. Don't take don't Stackhouse. Do it. Don't, don't take Shaq and don't take Stack. Take Shaq. Shackhouse. <laughs> Jerry Shackhouse. Take 99 Shaq is a good Shaq. That is a solid vintage of Shaq. <laughs> That's a good year. 99 Stack, not so good. Uh, <laughs> UTK is the basketball sommelier. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this on such short notice. Of course. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Anything you guys want to promote, William? Uh, my Venmo is at William hyphen Scafuri. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always accepting donations from two to 2,000. And um, other than that, yeah, that's it. No Joke Podcast. Sweet. UTK? No Joke Podcast. <laughs> And also, I got a new song on Spotify called Slow, S-L-O-W, Slow Down, and put on Spotify and listen to my tunes. And then uh, if you're in the L.A. area, make sure that you order food on Postmates from the Paper and Plastic Cafe. Oh, come on. He's promoting my wife's restaurant. I'm promoting my Venmo. His priorities are correct. (laughs) Good man, UTK. <laughs> Love you guys. My family thanks that's you. That's right. Shout out to Paper or Plastic with a K. Yep. And uh, That's right. Shout out to you guys for listening. We'll be back soon enough, I'm sure. Later, everybody. Bye. Later. That was a HeadGum Podcast.